Embrace the animal as an attitude, not in search of the threshold, but in search of what's beyond it. Through hypoxia tolerance training, Team ETA members Dan, Vic, and I explore how running across the bottom of a reservoir carrying rocks is not so much about strengthening the lungs as it is teaching the brain to stay focused, even when your oxygen is running out. So here we are, boys. So, <laughs> subject of today is uh, underwater rock running, training, the effects, and so on and so forth. Vic, obviously, as a surfer, this stuff originated, I guess, in the 80s, right? And then became popular in the 90s as a way for surfers to, to get physically calm and keep their heart rate low when they were stuck pinned down or trying to get out from underneath a big wave? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't think it really originated there. I think the the ancient Hawaiians have been doing that for hundreds of years right, okay. just as a practice, but uh, it was really made popular in the 80s. Um, people started doing it just when you're surfing big waves, you tend to get held down. It comes with the territory. So this kind of training really helps you get comfortable just being underwater for a long period of time. Like you said, lowering your heart rate. Um, and just getting a general sense of calm that is ever so important to, to basically anyone who spends time in the water. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a mental game. I mean, that's my favorite part about it. You being sure. a surfer and a diver, and then DK, you being a diver, whitewater kayaking is definitely the area that this has a lot of primary application for me. I've definitely taken some rather uh, discomforting swims upside down, and just knocked my head on the bottom of the river. And the mental edge is key because you're way less safe in the river than you are in your boat. But I, and it's, it's tricky too because in addition to pushing that edge and, and getting that heart rate down under stress, you got to really time it right, right? Because holding your breath, you build up CO2. You could pass yourself out underwater. That's no good. Right. You definitely don't want that. And that's why we do a lot of this training as well is just to to get you ready for that and find where your levels are and, and essentially know your limits because that is above all in safety out here, you know. Yeah. I like the way it pushes limits too. And even with mountaineering, it's similar in, in the sense of being stuck somewhere where there's a limited amount of, of oxygen, but you got to keep on moving. You're trying to keep your heart rate low and move effectively. I mean, there's, there's certainly crossover there. And the mental game of the discomfort that you go through when you are at altitude, being able to push on anyways is... Yeah. It's a key tie-in in my mind. I mean, I think in general, the way you can sharpen yourself with this kind of training, it applies to a lot of different mediums. Surely, too, with diving, too, Danny. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, the basic rule of diving, though, is to, is to not hold your breath just because uh, right. I'm getting bent and things along those lines. Makes you buoyant, too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. I mean, it makes you buoyant, but I mean, if you with the overexpansion of your lungs, if you're coming from depth, coming up to the surface, it's just um, the overexpansion of lungs which gets you in a lot of trouble. So we kind of stay away from holding your breath. But I mean, I, I can remember just as a as a kid, I, I didn't even know I was training back then. But I'd, <laughs> I'd ride a, a bucket full of rocks down to the deep end of the pool <laughs> and just sit down there and and hold my breath for as long as I could, and I just progressively got better and better yeah. longer and longer yeah i could i could just picture your father sitting there watching you ride a bucket of rocks that just be like where have i gone wrong he was never <laughs> pleased we didn't want any dirty rocks in the pool yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like fresh out of the plant yeah, hangers like, covered in dirt and mud yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean it definitely just relates to just the being comfort 
comfortable in in the water, underwater, in situations like that, where whether you're free diving, surfing, diving, I mean, it being able to control your breathing uh, while ascending is is versatile in many different applications. So, for a living, you've been in some hairy places. I mean, you've been multiple times to Guantanamo Bay, and I know you've told me about how you. you You'll be underwater in the complete dark in the freezing cold like the East River, inspecting the underside of a pier or something where you can't see much. I imagine that mental game, even if you have something you can breathe, probably comes in even more. There. That's that's very very true. I, the, the the one time I was I was in the East River, we were doing a, a pipeline inspection, and it was it was an overnight job, which hmm. in already dark murky waters <laughs> makes it even less <laughs> making less visibility. And yeah, we were working in heavy current. That east East River, once the tide starts letting out, it's it's pretty rough, and it's it was hard to hold on. And I was in a dry suit, huffing, puffing, and there was there was a couple times where I had to stop and sink my hammers into into the mud and just kind of lay low and just kind of recatch my breath because any movement, any like trying to track your way out deeper and deeper into the river, it's hmm. you're it's very quick to kind of lose your breath and kind of lose your lose your focus so there's always a certain couple factors of just resetting and Mm. it is it's all mental it's you're perfectly capable of doing the task but it's you let the the scenario get the best of you and you'll quickly overheat pass out and and get pulled off the bottom which is worst case scenario that's game over you ever had that happen to you before I, I ended up getting pulled off the bottom at that one (laughs) but it was it was more because the 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 uh, like diffuser pipeline I was inspecting at the end the, uh, the the diffuser was broken off which is pretty much where the water flowing down the pipeline comes out in different spots along the along it and the last one was broken off hmm. so I'm, I'm crabbing my way over and I end up crabbing my way over a jet blasting up <laughs> there was only somewhere I could grab in a matter of grabbing uh, silt and sand yeah. in there just so I just got blown off killing your visibility <laughs> I'm, I'm on the comms and I'm like diver is left bottom <laughs> ended up coming to the service about uh, six, 600 feet away from the boat and these guys oh, had to man. pull me back because it was yeah. luckily I was tethered because we were commercial right. diving so oh. I had these guys pull me all the way back it was it was a good one they didn't <laughs> That's nice. At least you got a lifeline on yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Uh, well, once it once it passed, it was I got a good chuckle from yeah. it. Yeah. It, it was a learning moment. At, at the very <laughs> yeah. Just getting like blown up to the surface. Just reaching. Just reaching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Flailing. Flailing. Yeah. That's how it feels taking a swim in whitewater, but it's the opposite. Like you go over and you just feel it pulling you down to the bottom and like flipping and washing you out. Yeah. And coming up in a trough, and just as you go to take that breath, the wave crests over your face, so you get water in it instead oh, of air. That's exactly surfing right there. You take a huge wipe out, you get whitewashed for a while, like you're in the spin cycle of some crazy washing machine. And right when you think all your problems are gone, you see the light, you come up, and there's another wave right there. And it just smacks you right in the face, and it all starts over again. So long as you've been held under? I have no idea. Long enough to think that I was screwed, though. Uh, I had a board break, so that that alone, like, no buoyancy. When you have just, like, a little piece of, of board attached to your leash, now you're right, just right, at the right. complete mercy of the ocean. So that was Hurricane Bill. I want to say that was, was at least 12 years ago. I was surfing with Doug, and uh, I went for a wave that was way outside of my skill level, and uh, the, the lip of the wave actually came down, and I saw it snap the board. And I just got sucked in, and I thought I was toast because I was just under there getting worked. I was actually under for two waves, so I never made it up. 
in between the two and then I heard it all start again so I just kind of chilled at the bottom and was like all right we got to stay calm because I'm like this is it it's, it's play or play or die right now yeah, yeah yeah so luckily I made it out but uh I kept the board as a trophy <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got caught in a, a rip current in Costa Rica yeah and it was I'd already I've been trying to body surf and boogie board mm-hmm and the waves were big enough. I mean, they weren't massive. Like, they weren't hurricane level. But they were big enough that I bashed my head on the ground a couple times. And I'd, I'd come out of the ocean for a while. And I came out kind of dazed because the girl I was there with, mm-hmm. she looked at me when I walked up. She's like, are you are you all right? You look a little funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I just hit my head. Funnier than usual? Yeah. She's like, how many times? Because you're walking sideways. <laughs> Like, uh, I'm just going to rest for a little while. So I rested, went back in, felt fine. And then I was paddling out, and the next thing I knew, I was just getting further and further and further from shore. And and truthfully, thankfully, it hit me. I had the wherewithal to realize it. Like, story they tell you when you're a little kid, never swim against it, swim sideways, kicked into my head. And that's, for the first split second, I'm like, I'm being washed out to Uh sea. It's like I could just see, like, the speck of her blonde hair, like, getting further and then you're like you go down and the beach is further away i was like oh you better act real quick man yeah those those moments are, are make or break for sure i mean in surfing we use the rip current to circumvent the break yeah. and just get out there but you know if just based on the power of it like i've ridden out there a couple times on a rip and i'm like damn if, if i didn't have a board or, or a wetsuit for buoyancy i got sucked in here like i'm a good swimmer but sometimes like this this probably kills someone. I, I, yeah, I feel like that's something that's pretty common. Is that yeah. the water's no joke. I, I feel like people don't, sure. don't really respect it and respect how how strong it is. I mean, the people who are surfing, diving, things mm-hmm. almost like they're very aware of it. But right, I feel like your your average Joe just you know don't understand yeah. like the the strength of of moving water. There's definitely nothing more humbling than the power of water. Of all the natural forces I've encountered all of which have kicked my ass in some form or another over the years, at least one time, there's been nothing nearly as humbling, in my opinion, as water. And that, going back to the whole thing, I think is why this is such a mental thing as much as physical in terms of being able to, to get better and get effective at this, your ability to hold your breath and thus act, you know, act as an athlete, both, both on land and in the water. But that mental edge it gives you is that spot where you're burning... And you, go, and you know you can go further, but you also start thinking, all right, where's my CO2 barrier? Like, where's the point where I'm just going to pass out and hope that Danny and Vic haul my limp ass to the surface before? I mean, I suppose I felt like that once or twice in a bar with you two, but it's a little, a little different lack of oxygen to the brain. Well, shit, boys. Should we get after it? Let's do it. Keep up with the savagery. Follow us on Instagram or YouTube, or find us at embracetheanimal.com.